This is the Farmington Feed, bringing you information from the city of Farmington. Hi, and welcome back to the Farmington Feed. I'm Corinne Hodgnicki, the city's communications specialist, and I'm hungry for another episode of the feed. We have two guests with us today, Justin Elvestad and Ron Rice. Justin is the current fire chief for the city of Farmington. He grew up in Farmington and has a passion for fire service. He's been with the city for 21 years, starting as a volunteer firefighter and raising through the ranks over that time. Ron is a Farmington resident and retired Farmington firefighter that was with the department for 34 years with the highest rank of assistant chief. They're here to talk a little fire history and discuss the upcoming 150 years of fire service celebration. Thank you for joining us today. All right, so let's get a little personal here. Can both of you tell us a little bit about how you became interested in becoming a firefighter? Ron, you're first. Well, my my fire career actually started in 1961, but my family history goes back to 1898. Wow. And we've had our family members from 1898 to this current day on the fire department. Wow. Ending with Justin Elvestead is the last one. And my great-grandfather, George F. Betzold, was the first one in 1998. That's a lot of fire. Yep. <laughs> All right. How about you, Justin? Yeah, so I got my start, um, you know, just hanging around the fire station when I was a kid. Um, my uncle Tim Peach was on the fire department at the time, and I remember going down there and seeing the trucks and being down there for turkey bingo and just kind of drew, drew that passion for me to help people and become uh, serve the community I lived in. So turkey bingo has been on going on for a long time, too. Turkey bingo has been going on for over 70 years. Wow. Okay. How did organized fire service start in Farmington? Well, I guess it uh, actually started about 1872 or right in there, and then uh, became a village. And then during that period, there was the Great Fire of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I guess the city fathers at that time were a little concerned, and they figured they should have some sort of fire service in this community which at that time they they had a meeting and 20, 30, actually 33 people signed up and they began the Eagle Hook and Ladder Company 1 okay. in uh, 1873. And that went on to, until 1880. And at that time they disbanded because uh, things weren't going well with the city. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was not enough funding and stuff, so they disbanded for five years, and then they reorganized in 1885 under the new name of Cataract Engine Company One. Oh, okay. And it started with the city at that time. It's then, from then on, it became the Farmington Fire Department. After that, and okay, is there any significance to those names like Eagle Hook and Ladder or Cataract? What is, do you know anything about that? There was actually one of the members that organized it. His name was Eagle. Oh, okay. He owned the the saloon in town. It kind of originated after him, and then it somehow it went from Eagle to Eagles. Okay. About all I know about it. Okay. So, what type of fire equipment was used to put out fires at that time? Oh boy, the first equipment was the bucket brigades, the hand pump. They had a horse-drawn hook and ladder, and the hand pump was with people pumping water through it. They also had water wells throughout the downtown area, which are more or less like a cistern. That's what they 
drop their hose in and they'd pump water out of that. And then in 1896, they purchased a horse-drawn steam pumper. I don't know how many years they had that. Then from there, it went to, I think the first uh, mobilized vehicle was the 1926 Knott's pumper. It was, at that time, was purchased. Okay, so that was the first motorized one? Yes. Okay. Were they still pumping? Like... Not once they went to the no, motorized what, fire no. truck. Once then then the fire was... truck did the pumping. Oh, okay. What was your experience? Did you have any experience with any of those vehicles? Oh, yes. The 26, we used it in a few of the parades. And at that time, there was no water pump on the truck. So you drive it a block, you stop, engage the water pump, pump water through the engine, <laughs> drive it another block. Oh, geez. <laughs> so we kind of took us a while to get through the parade line, but we used it a few times in parades. Okay. And also, I think uh, they used it a few times for relaying water. At one time, I, I kind of remember, this was just before my time, it was sitting somewhere, I don't know, it was a flooded area of town or whatever, and they were pumping water from one block to the other, and they used it then. It, it was a good pumper. Oh, okay. And then what was the biggest fire you ever saw or handled? Well, in, uh, in my fire time, biggest fire that I worked was the Anthony Family Market store. It's downtown. It was a big three-story building with a grocery store on the backside of it. But we also saved the building next to it. Oh, okay. What we had was a space about two feet wide, and we put what we call a water curtain in between the buildings. It was like a sprinkler that flared out. We held out, and plus hose lines in between there, and we saved the building two feet away from it on the one side. Oh, okay. But the other building was completely dis- destroyed. Yeah. And it, it was it was quite an evening. How long did it take to contain that? Oh, my gosh. The, that. The fires, <clears throat> we got the alarm at 1.30, I think, in the morning. We were still on site the next evening. Oh, wow. With everything. At least you got to save a building, right? Well, we saved the building next door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that one, but yeah. Any, from from your point of view, what, have you, what was the biggest fire you saw? Um, I think... You know, the biggest fire of my time was probably B&B Transformers, a company in Castle Rock Township. Um, there were four or five separate buildings, and three of them burned. That was another late-night fire and into the early morning. The Donnelly Farms barn was a pretty big one in my career that burned for several days. The building was full of machinery and straw. So oh, when wow. you add straw to the mix, there's a lot of um, labor of getting in there and digging it out and making sure you have all the hot spots put out with the straw. Yeah, that does sound like a lot. Any other things that you remember about, you know, your firefighting time that you want to share? In my time, we had five major fires besides the Anthony building downtown, plus the grain elevator, which is Feely's grain elevator. Okay, right behind City Hall. That one's in 1983. It was a late night, and we got to the scene that we had fire from the ground floor to the top, up to the main shaft. By standards, you're not supposed to put out a grain elevator fire. Stand back and watch it. But we went in, we attacked it, we put it out. We had a truck come down from Rosemount, a big aerial, and we poured water on it from the top down, and we put it out. Okay, 
So Same. Farmington didn't have a truck like that. That's why you needed their help. Can you tell me about any of your other times, Justin? You know, it's interesting that you talk about the big fires back in the day. We just don't have the big fires like we used to. You know, the a lot of the newer buildings, they're all modern construction, modern fire protection systems. We're out there, you know, doing fire inspections to try and prevent fires. Not that they weren't doing that stuff in the day, but, you know, the great Chicago fire is a great example of, you know, they used to build sidewalks out of wood, right? And then they everything would burn, the sidewalks, the buildings, everything. So the modern fire codes have really eliminated some of those really big fires for us. Okay. Sidewalks were made out of wood. I did not know that. Back in the day, they were, yep. What we really want to talk about is this big event that you're planning this summer. Why don't you start talking about that? Yeah, so July 15th this year, we're going to commemorate the 150th um, anniversary of the fire service here in Farmington. We have a full day of events planned. We have an open house at our fire station one from noon to four. And then we're going to have a fire truck parade from fire station one over to the Dakota County Fairgrounds. And then at the Dakota County Fairgrounds, we have some live bands. The first band comes on at five. 5 p.m. and then we're going to end the night with some fireworks at 10 o'clock. Oh, okay. So bands, who's who's going to be there? Uh, we have Mike Poot as our first band at 5 o'clock and then at 7 o'clock, Good for Gary is going to play. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Are you hoping to attend, Ron? Oh, yeah. All right. You're going to be there with bells on, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to be working at the fire station one for the afternoon when everything's on open house. There'll be a bunch of us retired guys there to talk, and we got some stuff to display, some old fire equipment and stuff. So, yeah, oh, it's okay. going to be a good time. So everybody can see it. Oh, we forgot to talk about why some of the fire trucks are white or are white. Yeah. So that, that 1926 that we talked about was a red fire truck, which a lot of cities have red fire trucks, but Farmington... Back in 1941, they ordered another fire truck at the time, and the war was going on, so they ordered it with white paint to save some money because red paint was more expensive at the time, and our fire trucks have been white ever since. Oh, okay. So that 1926 is the only red one? That is the only red one left in existence. And actually, now that you say that, we do still have that truck. Um, We recently did a full refurbishment of it, thanks to our fire relief and our auxiliary associations who donated money to get that done. So maybe you'll see Ron riding on that in the parade with us on on the 15th. So you 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 have to pump that one? (laughs) No, no, that one pumps itself. No, it it may or may not still pump, but in the in the back in the day, it it was motorized, so the you didn't have to pump it yourself. Yeah, that just sounds like so much work. Like how good of a shape you have to be in. How long could somebody pump that truck for before someone else has to take over? Like that to me sounds like I don't know. Multiple people pumping, right, Ron? They had. Several people on each side. Oh, right. Okay. A hand pump. Yeah. Yeah. They were set up three to four people on each side. Okay. Would be the pump. Oh, geez. Okay. And then how long could you go before you had to switch up? I mean. That we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't around. To <laughs> no one talked about it. it. Some, I suppose once they got on it, they just kept working it. I can't imagine. I only did a half an hour workout today and that was enough for me. Tell us more about your history in the my, fire department. My fire career. Yeah. Okay. I served for 34 years, started in 1961, retired in 1995. I served under seven chiefs, offices I held. I was a firefighter from 61 to 95, 1975 to 1982. I was captain of one of the squads from 1982 to 1995. 94, I was assistant chief and retired then. In 95, I was Cataract Relief Association. I was vice president from 1971 to 1972. 
I was president from 1972 to 1995, and the rescue squad I was on from 1984 to 1992. My father served for 18 years on the department, and my mother served for 27 years as the dispatcher. Oh, okay. And it really was a family affair. Just in my immediate family, and at one time, and when I was on, there was seven of us relatives on at one time. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much, plus all the other family members, dates back to 1898, and it's been in our blood. Yeah, I guess so. Yep, so that's about what my fire career consists of. Oh, that's an awesome career, and we thank you. The ending of the night, yeah, you did mention fireworks. I mean, when's the last time Farmington had fireworks? You know, I think it's been quite a while that I can remember, probably 10 or 15 years or so at least. They had it at the fair a few times, yeah. All right, well, that's a big deal. Fireworks are amazing. Thank you, Justin and Ron, for your fire history knowledge and how exciting it's going to be this July at the 150 Years of Fire Service celebration. You can learn more about Eagle Hook and Ladder Company and how it became Farmington Fire. Remember to check the Farmington Fire Department Facebook event page for more details about that event. It's on July 15th. And before I wrap up, I want to share a few upcoming events in the city. The 43rd Annual Do Run, sponsored by Imperial Family Chiropractic and Quick Trip, is scheduled for Saturday, June 17th. Online registration is available now, and race day registration will start at 7 a.m. The start of the race will be behind City Hall. And then due days is almost here. The festivities start on Thursday and end on Sunday with the Grand Parade. Check the due days website at farmingtondudays.com for more information. Kelly Omelette and I are looking forward to doing a special podcast episode of the parade from City Hall. And our new recreation classes are scheduled to continue through the summer for ceramics, so check that out for Muddy Waters Studio. Next class is Tuesday. June 13th. And second music in the park of the season will be on Wednesday, June 26th at Rambling River Park, starting at 7 p.m. with Dakota Ramblers performing. Well, that concludes this month's episode of Farmington Feed. Thank you for listening. We look forward to connecting with residents with this podcast. If you have any feedback, guest requests, or ideas, email me at communications at farmingtonmn.gov. Don't forget to subscribe to Farmington Feed wherever you like to get your podcasts.